Not so long ago, I was a quiet average man. Now I found my voice, I do my fears and not quicksand. Talking about life, the good, the bad, the ugly side. My name's Joe Vance, now let me take you for a ride, yeah. Hello everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Not Your Average Joel. So we are actually on episode nine today, and um, I know a lot of y'all may be wondering what happened to part two of episode eight, which was going to be on the topic of music. So um, we had some, uh, a couple of our guests had, you know, some priorities to take care of, whether it was uh, family priorities or work priorities to take care of. So we are unable to do the music topic episode today. But one of my guests that I'm supposed to do it with me uh, with, you know, the music topic uh, is here and we are going to talk about a different topic today. So uh, this is yet again, Alex is here for the fourth time. I think he's uh, about 50% of the time he is here. And I'm definitely uh, glad that he is here to talk about this topic because I know this is a topic that he has gone through. And uh, just just another quick brief intro about who he is. As, as we know, he works at Starbucks in Boise, Idaho. And uh, and he told me that it is actually, uh, it was 103 degrees there today. So, <laughs> so hot, hot, hot. So it is good to have you back. And I definitely appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, so today's topic is actually going to be on something that um, used to be a part of his life, but is no longer a part of his life. So um, I'm actually going to do two parts to this um, episode. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about um, alcohol. So I'm going to be talking to Alex today, who used to um, like be involved with alcohol and stuff like that. And now he lives a uh, server life. And then the next time, uh, whenever I do part two of um, alcohol, I maybe talk, I will be talking to somebody that, uh, you know, that is still uh, alcohol drinker. So let's, I guess, just get into different viewpoints on um, alcohol. So we are going to go ahead and get started because I have a few questions for Alex that, you know, I want him to answer. And then, you know, of course, I'm going to answer these questions myself. So the first question I am going to get into is, um, is how old were you when you had your first drink? Um, probably like uh, high school, middle it was I was in Arizona so like between 2008 and 2012 um because my parents were very um liberal in the teaching um in the not the teaching liberal in their teachings very like you know very loosey kind of hands-off um they had the same mindset as um the 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 Mingo's mom who had alcohol if I don't know if you guys seen Mingo's why am I saying that? The one of you that haven't seen Mingles. <laughs> uh, and she comes in with a plate of drinks and you know, Katie asks, is there alcohol in this? And the mom is like, oh no, of course not. Do you want some? Because I'd rather you do in the house. That was my, that was my parents. If I was to drink, I would be in the house with them. Um, so, so I had like a sip of beer, sip of wine here and there. So I would say probably like 2008, 2009. Okay. So yeah, like uh, it does seem like most people, like in general, whenever they start drinking, it does seem like it starts in their middle school or high school years, which uh, I guess to me, like so it's mind blowing when I hear about middle school. I don't know why. Like nowadays, I guess like most people do it for different reasons, but like so I know, uh, like, I guess I heard more about drinking in maybe like eighth, ninth grade. So I guess that was middle school. So like I said, it's definitely uh, not uncommon for a teenager to start drinking, you know, at an early age. And um, well, when it comes to me, um, this is going to be kind of a breaking news to some people. 
but um if i'm going to be honest um, was it communion wine hmm? it was a communion wine <laughs> no no it wasn't <laughs> it was not that but um but the, i think the first time for me was uh was actually uh, in October last year. So I've never tried any at all until October. I tried uh, a strawberry daiquiri was my first uh, drink. So, um, but I didn't drink the whole thing. Like I only drank like, kind of like, you know how at, uh, maybe they have it at the dentist still where like you have a very small cup of maybe like mouthwash I don't know like I'm trying to think of like an example but I feel like I've seen these like very little cups where I know especially at home we used to have these where like if uh if you have like if we have mouthwash like you can just put a little cup of mouthwash and it's almost like I know we're talking about alcohol but it's like it's a little bit bigger than a shot glass but it's like plastic <laughs> but anyway um I tried like a little bit like that size of a uh, alcohol you know of a uh, strawberry daiquiri so that was uh my first time that I tried to drink so I was 28 years old good for you good for you <laughs> yeah so I so I know I'll get a little bit more into I guess as far as like why I did it but because I actually leads into my next question so um so like did you ever feel like you had a reason on, on like why you started drinking alcohol was it because you enjoyed like the taste of alcohol was uh were you just trying to be socially acceptable by the people you were around or was it something like maybe you were trying to numb some kind of pain temporarily it was always to numb the pain of 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 either um mentally what was going on um with my um brain so if I was if I was depressed which alcohol makes you more depressed but whatever it's fine um or whatever or it's dealing with hard times I know in high school I would take I wouldn't drink the whole bottle but like you would take a shot and then you won't drink it for a couple of, of weeks. So your parents don't know that you drank or you take a couple pills out of the, out of the cabinet and we won't take it for another month. So they won't notice a huge you know, difference. Um, so it, it's just started as to numb the pain. Um, definitely for me, I was um, going through um, a lot of bad mental health issues and like nobody was hearing me and nobody was um um I, I felt like I was shouting and no one wanted to respond so the only thing I, I could turn to were um alcohol or pills um so it was to numb the pain I remember um for from like 2016 to about 2018 um, I would have about five bottles. And when I say bottles, I do mean those leader size bottles of vodka a week. Not five bottles should last me. Five bottles should last you like a long time, especially those big ones. No, I went through about five of those about a week. Granted, I didn't buy five in, the, in my fridge. I would drink one bottle that would last me two days and I'll go back to the store, buy another bottle that would last me another two days. Like bottles of alcohol that big, not even alcohol, liquor. And I didn't make, I didn't make drinks out of it. I didn't do anything out of it. I literally took the top off and I just chugged it straight from the bottle. Mm. Straight vodka, straight tequila, straight rum, straight um, amaretto, ice cream, um, whatever I could get my hands on. Yeah. Wow. Like so it definitely is a like so it, it definitely seems like a, a very big and common thing for people to like uh to go to something like alcohol for you know to a lot of people say to like get away from their problems when like you said earlier it like it uh it's you know usually makes things worse uh for the most part. So like I said, that's seem like a lot of people 
try to use alcohol as a reason to just get away from it in the moment. And uh, people think that's like the way to have like the best time of your life is uh, just by getting super wasted and uh, and then like, you know, just have those memories. Like, no, I was supposed to say I I had those memories, but then usually people wake up the next day when they're so wasted and they don't even remember. And that can definitely be scary. Yeah. Yeah, no, we would have, um, I feel so old. I'm 28. No, I'm not even 28. Yeah, I'll be 28 in November. I'm 27. <laughs> and But a lot of people who I work with at Starbucks, they're like 20 and 21. So um, they just are now in the legal drinking age. So you, they will come in and they will be like, because they drink all night. Um, or they they or they would talk about getting drunk and I'm I have to like set my foot down. I'm like, guys, no, change the topic. <laughs> I mean it's not like a bus care at work, but I I'm not I'm not playing into any um I'm not gonna feed into their lies, you know, coming from an alcoholic perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, so that is definitely uh what is that? alcohol definitely can bring out the worst out of people and listen especially when they think that that's like the solution to their problems it's like no like it's actually causing more problems to whatever situation you're going through so but for me um like the reason why i have ever tried it i almost feel like it was more of trying to be socially acceptable probably because it just seemed like most people are the type that like, you know, they'll either say they're Christian, but then they still will drink. So, you know, I say it's uh, probably, it's definitely not something that, you know, should be done like to where you make it a a lifestyle out of it because we know it uh, definitely can, you know, alter with your brain. It could definitely make you, uh definitely leads to regrets the next day you know if you get way too uh wasted which i know we will get to that in a little bit but uh i said just uh it could bring some really dark stuff like some really bad things which uh actually does lead me to my next question which is um which I'm sure the answer, because I know you said you, I'm definitely not saying this, you know, from assumption, but you have said that you uh, were like an alcoholic. So, I mean, so my question is um, like, if you've ever had moments of being drunk and if so, how did it make you feel in that moment? And how did you feel the following day after you got drunk? What do you want to start? Um, I have to say, once you've been drink, when you drink as much as I did, in the amount of time as I did, it it took your tolerance becomes lower and lower. Um, so I would say, um, can't remember the first time I got drunk, but you know, I I would just kind of keep drinking, and so and because I would drink a lot, the tolerance got lower. And lower to the point of like that's why I needed those five bottles because I couldn't get that same amount of like tipsiness or drunkenness without those five and without drinking a whole bottle of straight up vodka or whatever. Um, so I had a really high tolerance. So I didn't really get I didn't get drunk very often just because of the high tolerance I had to alcohol growing up. Um, I do remember two stories. I would tell these two stories at least. Um, okay, so um, I remember one time I, I drank. Um, I feel so horrible. Um, so at the time, um, I was diagnosed with bipolar, and so I was drinking still, but I kind of used the bipolar as an excuse for my drunkenness. So my friend um, who was at a church, who is still a friend of mine, um, would pick me up sometimes and I would be like, are you okay? And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm fine, I'm just manic. I was drunk, but I was manic. Um, um, So I would come to work manic, go to school 
school, church. I would go to church, manic, when I was just drunk. And he would say to me, are you doing okay? And I was like, I'm just manic. I'm fine. I'm pretty sure he knew I was drunk. Um, he just didn't want to like, you know, because you can't really, the thing is when someone is drunk, they're very irritable. And so if you say something that's not what they want to hear, they're going to go berserk. So he, I think he was trying to protect me or he was trying to just like, you know, calm me down. Um, and I don't know. I think I've texted him saying that all the times I said I was manic, um, that I was drunk. But if I haven't, um, Jake, he's not going to watch. I'm going to send it to him. Um, I was drunk and um, I am so sorry. <laughs> he had to deal with drunk addicts a lot. Um, so there was that um, portion of time where I was very drunk at church. Um, and then the biggest thing I remember was during my time at Boys Bible College. Now at Boys Bible College, you sign a contract saying you won't drink, you won't do this or that or whatever. Um, and then there would be you no know, consequences to do. So BBC was not a good time for me. I was very stressed out. Um, I felt like every time I took a step forward, there was always like 10 steps back. I had to keep catching up there. That's how I felt like during school. So I, one day I just, I just drank. I drank before class <laughs> and um, you gotta think, I wasn't drinking as much as I was before BBC. So during my time at BBC, I didn't drink as much because I gotta, I gotta be this perfect student, you know? So I wasn't drinking as much. So my tolerance got lower and lower. Um, so I did what I usually do. I drink half a bottle of vodka, which is nothing was nothing for me but because i wasn't drinking as much as i used to i was drunk i rode my bike to school drunk mind you bike drunk don't know how i didn't get killed i don't know how i got killed i don't know how i got there um and i don't remember a lot i remember getting on my bike and that's it and then i was um waking up in my parents house <laughs> so from what i can remember from um People I talk to, um, to sometimes I see um, the, the staff at my Starbucks because um, BBC is literally like down the street from my Starbucks, fun fact. <laughs> um, what happened was I just got to school and I was just like very disorientated. I couldn't like pick up, I couldn't do simple tasks. I couldn't pick up something because I was so drunk. Um, and then they sent me, again, it's all recollection, well, just, People telling me what happened. Um, I think they sent me to like the office so my parents could pick me up, which that was a no-no. You should not call my parents because they didn't know I drank. My parents did not know anything about my drinking at that time. Um, so um, I guess they must have picked me up and I woke up and then, yeah. So I got drunk on campus um but i didn't get suspended <laughs> no i didn't get expelled sorry i should probably I, I didn't get expelled at that point of time surprisingly that could have like i broke the contract you think they could have expelled me <laughs> and they didn't mm, yeah just thinking about your uh like just riding your bike there and lots of that was definitely the good the grace of god getting you there that's for sure <laughs> oh should i mention that is an e-bike so you go like 25 miles an hour <laughs> yeah don't, there you go I don't wear a helmet or pads or whatever so that was by the grace of god that i was completely safe yes absolutely because unless i know uh I know you have shared with me like your story of how, you know, your experience with going to uh, BBC and, uh, and then just, uh, or was it BCC? BBC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was right. So I like to just, you know, your experience going there and how, you know, like you mentioned about getting expelled and it kind of led you on a different journey in life to where you are now, which, um, is definitely amazing to see. So um, when it comes to like me, um, 
it's only happened once in my life. And daughters. <laughs> and, <laughs> and to be honest, it, it actually happened um, in Ireland. So I, I, for those I don't know, about a couple of months ago, um, I went to Ireland for um, eight days and I was there, you know, from like April 30th to, to Mother's Day. I flew back home on Mother's Day. And um, anyway, for I'm sure most people know this, but like Ireland is a big drinking country. So there was a lot of pubs everywhere there's a lot of drinking going on there's all kind of different drinks they are they're known for their guinness drinks and uh all that so there were definitely opportunities where alcohol was paid for on this trip so i was getting like a free pint (laughs) and anyway or like a free shot so uh anyway i never for the most part of the trip, I did not, you know, get to where, like, I knew my limit and I knew where to stop. But the last night we were there, um, I was actually on, if I'm going to be honest, I was on, like, my third pint and I had, like, a few different shots already of, uh, different drinks uh like a shot of uh jameson uh a shot of uh baby guinness uh, like two different ones of baby guinness and then uh you know listen uh i would drink three pints of uh of like apple cider or something like that some kind of irish cider that they had there so after my third drink, it was definitely well after midnight. We had to be up in a few hours to like leave to go um, because where we were staying, we were staying in Galway, which was about two and a half hours from uh, Dublin, which is where I flew back home to uh, to Chicago and then from Chicago back to Birmingham. And uh, anyway, uh, you know, uh, got, I was having a little too much fun like I feel like I kind of got pressured into uh you know going into this last pub I was at and you know because I was thinking I'm gonna call it a night you know like I know my limit is here and you know they were like oh this is like the last night you know of Ireland you know get in here and you know come on don't go home and so I did I fell into I guess peer pressure you could say and I decided I was going to you know, so they'd get my third drink. So right after that third drink, um, one of the girls in our group was talking about how they're ready to go back to the uh, hostel, which is where we were staying. And um, thankfully, the hostel was only right down the street because so I was able to, of course, walk uh, back. But as I was walking back, like I could tell that like I was very, very dizzy. And, like, I just kind of feel like I was, like, you know, I just feel like I was a feather. I feel like I could have just fallen over if I, you know, was able, like, if I wasn't able to con- keep my composure. So, like I said, I went back to the hostel and uh, got barely any sleep. And uh, I remember waking up just a few hours later and just kind of feeling really terrible about it because it's a... Uh, definitely not my lifestyle I'm I've never gotten drunk in my life and that is my first and only time that it's happened because then of course the next day was not only emotionally feeling terrible about it but um but I really think that I had a hangover the next day because uh I was well for one thing I was also like when we were saying goodbye to like our group leader and because he wasn't riding back to the airport with us since of course he is, lives in Ireland. So um, like he was saying goodbye to us and we were all like in the car, the, the, not the car, the big group bus. We were all like waving goodbye and, and like here I am bawling. Like I'm like crying my eyes out and I'm, I'm not that type to like, real. I mean, I do cry. So like, I know a lot of people, whether it's family or friend, they may be like, oh, you cry. But like, 
but this was like a different type of cry like I couldn't stop crying like I was I don't know if it was just thinking like I'm gonna because I did enjoy being with the group overall and I had a good time I met so so many good and nice people but um but I don't know like I don't know if it was just a the too many drinks that night but Eliza I feel like I was just super emotional I was crying my eyes out and and anyway I said on the plane back home uh from it was a eight hour flight from Dublin to Chicago and I like during the last like hour of my flight so like this is me still at this point with like maybe two hours of sleep and Anyway, I started having like this, like I started having like pain here, like in my neck. And it all of a sudden went all the way up to my head. And like my head just started like pounding. And I I don't know much experience with hangover. So I'm going to assume that it was a hangover because I think I have a very low tolerance when it comes to drinking since I don't drink. So, but on, on that trip, I did decide to partake because um, one thing, it was free. So I kind of just thought, well, I'm going to try this. And and Lizen, they definitely led to the last night being a, a major thing that I regret. So, so Lizen, as far as being drunk, that was the only time in my life and hopefully the only time I ever will be drunk you just wanted to be part of the culture you gotta you in ireland gotta celebrate the culture yeah yeah exactly that's kind of like what i was thinking too like i was thinking you know like oh like this like um like i almost feel would feel weird not trying something you know because i'm in ireland but so because if i didn't want to drink at all I probably should have chose another country because I had opportunities to go to other countries and I chose Ireland for one because I am part Irish so I wanted to like fly to Ireland and experience like where my ancestors came from so like that was uh one big thing and like I just have always like appreciated the beauty of Ireland so just as I went and I saw I definitely had the full Irish experience, including right, the man. drinks. And this is actually uh, definitely breaking news to most people. The only people I told this about, all I told this story or like about was uh, to my mom. So, you know, as I saw I definitely have learned from this trip to if I'm ever going to drink again definitely limit myself but but for the most part I've, i live a pretty sober life like i i don't even drink here like in alabama that's for sure like i drink mainly water and i have a coke coca-cola for dinner not coke <laughs> so i'll see i have a coca-cola have a water or i'll have a sweet tea because i'm in the south so uh, those are like my three mainly like go-to drinks. So definitely, uh, definitely have learned my lesson from that final night in Ireland. Did you throw up? I actually did not. So, and I actually didn't get to the point <laughs> that I actually didn't get to the point to where I blacked out. I definitely never want to get to that point because I just feel like that's just so scary to like not remember what I did. So I definitely didn't get to that point. So I guess if you could say like on a scale from one to 10, I was probably maybe like a three or four. Like maybe I was just, oh, just tipsy. Tips, tipsy to the point of being drunk. But then of course your alcohol tolerance is so low um, that even like just a couple of drinks can make you feel really drunk. Um, and it also depends on age and weight and gender and height. <laughs> I call it weird. Um, so it all depends on like everything, but you don't drink enough, drink a lot anyways. So because, so that makes sense that having those three beers 
and a couple of shots can like send you overboard. Whereas me, um, I had to drink five bottles a week just to maintain a tipsiness. <laughs> mm, yeah, so as we definitely have two different uh different perspectives on it because yeah, you know, like I said, you had it more to where you were like tolerant to it in your past. And mm-hmm. listen, definitely for me, um I grew up in a very, you know, conservative, you know, style family where um we my dad grew up I'm like, my dad did used to drink but then he stopped drinking like once my oldest brother um was a kid and they, i think he asked him like my dad picked up a a case of beer at one time when my oldest brother was like three years old and he asked him like uh like you're not going to buy that are you and my dad put the drink down and he's never drank ever since so that was probably a good 40 wow. plus years ago so that definitely um took a lot of a lot of strength because he used to from what i hear you know used to drink but as of now he is 40 years plus without drinking so so kudos to him for that kudos for him my dad would never i think he still goes and gets um gets a beer every so often i mean of course it was my parents it was mostly my dad who said i told him before they even knew how bad I was drinking, I said, hey, would it be possible to not drink in front of me? And, you know, very, just a very simple request. I'm their son. So, you know, you think they would like respect that, that wishes. And then they was like, you just can't ask people to do things to you, Alex. And I was like, well, then I'm going to drink in front of you guys. I don't care. I'm 21. Mm. Mm, yeah. So that's uh. That's definitely a quite a reaction. It's, you would think that they would, you know, would put you before themselves, especially since, like you said, you're you're their son. <laughs> Please. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's definitely unfortunate. But um, but I think uh, I kind of want to turn this into a little bit more of a a positive thing. So my next question is um, like, what made you stop drinking? Like, was there, sorry to interrupt, but was there a moment where, like, you realized, like, this is it, like, no more? Um, When I was suspended from BBC. Um, Because that incident happened. And then, um, literally two months later, they suspended me. Out of, literally, I didn't, I didn't drink on camp. I didn't, I did nothing on the campus. Um, But they just, they, they, took back the wood and they suspended me. Um, and so I still drank about two or three months after that, just because, you know, like, okay, I am out of options now. But um, but then I, I actually took therapy more seriously. I've been going to therapy um, since 2016, but I only took it very seriously after 2020, after just everything that happened at BBC. And I know I mentioned Jake before. <laughs> I made a public um, apology, but Jake and I were still friends, but we had a falling out. And um, doing, again, this was January of 2020. This is before the pandemic was even think, thought of in the US, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and just during those times, it's just like, maybe I do need to change. <laughs> you know, it was, it was that time, like, I guess I need to change because I can't lose Jake. I was, that's, that's the only thing in my mind at that point. So, um, so I took therapy very seriously for the first time in four years at that point. Um, and I got another one. So I have a counselor, two counselors. I, anyways, I, I, Starbucks pays for one and the other one, um, I don't pay for, he's just a really good, he just, he, he's retired. And so he offers, um, he offers therapy for, um, Scarlett students. So, um, out of his, you know, he's bored, <laughs> you know, he's bored. Um, so BBC, as much as they hurt me and much as I'm trying to forgive them, really did set me on a path of sobriety and, um, taking my mental health very seriously and not just going to the bottle or 
yeah, not going to the bottle to um, numb um, whatever I was feeling anxious or depressed or anger. Um, um, so yeah, and I've been two years sober, I think sometime this month. I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't check the days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know it was June of 2020 since I ever had a drink. And um, I mean, that's not to say I'm not tempted every day. That's not to say that I want to drink every day, um, but I choose to not drink and I choose to not get tempted because I know um, I know how it feels to, to be drunk. I know how it feels to be so rely on alcohol that I couldn't like for a long time I had to drink something from 8 a.m to about 10 p.m I was constantly drinking like every two hours every three hours or whatever I was um I had to drink something so whether that was drinking a lot of vodka in the fridge before I went to work or getting off for getting something from like the beer and wine section from the grocery store going to happy hour I had to have alcohol on me at all times for like three years um, so to come out of that to the point of I'm only drinking water and coffee <laughs> and juice <laughs> is, um, is, is a miracle. It's a miracle of God. It, it was all because of him, um, that I was able to, to not, to be sober for two years. Cause honestly, I, I told, <laughs> I even told uh, my, my, my other friends this, I was like, if you would have told me two years ago. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be two years sober. I'm like, yeah, why crazy? I literally was so heavily into taking alcohol that I never thought I would see the day. Never thought I would text people saying I've been two years sober. Never. I never thought that. Wow. I, I just think that's just such an amazing testimony to like, so just first of all, just to how God can change somebody's life. I think that's just so amazing to to hear that like you as a, once you got, you know, expelled and, you know, once you went through your other experiences with, uh, with BBC, like, uh, like I think you just having the self-awareness to realize that like there definitely needs to be change in my life because it can get worse from here. And, uh, it, you could have gone down a whole different path. So listen, just, uh, seeing where you are now, you know, just knowing that you are, and currently a GCU and you are and about to graduate, you know, with uh, a major in worship ministry. I just think just, you know, just I never knew, you know, I, I, I just, you know, met you earlier this year and just uh, hearing about your story just from not even not that long ago. Like, it just seems unbelievable. Like, I feel like I it's I know you didn't make it up, but it just feels like this just feels like, like you're a totally different person than what I'm hearing you like the past you. <laughs> so you, you really are seeing a different Alex. It, it, it truly is um um night and day. You can you can talk to Jake, you can talk to Kyle. I don't have a lot of friends, so I can name them all off in one in one sentence. But um you could you could talk to them and they could they would just been like, I don't who um I, I i had i had um i had lunch no um i say lunch because i was on my lunch break but i'm at work at four in the morning all the time so it was like seven in the morning um so i was on my meal break and um jay came and i was just like so would you wish you met me now and he was like it would have made my life a lot easier and i was like mine too <laughs> mine too but i just want to but you want to see the change you wouldn't have seen the amount massive amount of growth i took and he was like that is also very true and he was like there we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah like so i just think that's just truly amazing so definitely congratulations on the two years as you definitely have come so far with this and i'm definitely uh very proud to hear of your journey so thank you yeah i'm I still get, I get chills, honestly. I get, I get full body chills thinking of how I was versus where I am now. Which is so funny because I got baptized in 2018. So I was still drinking <laughs> after being baptized. But um, the, um, the Bible never says that we will become a completely new person once we become Christ. But once we 
once become once become followers of, of Christ is not just like it is a new person. Yes, the the whole simonial thing. You're putting you're putting on yourself, but don't expect that your life is going to be perfect and peachy keen and all your like financial um, issues will be gone. Your mental health issues be gone. They're, they're not. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Yeah, just because you get baptized doesn't mean that all of a sudden yeah, you're going to be blessed with all these like big amazing things because I said with I mean there's a Bible verse in there that talks about the rain falls on the just and the unjust so mm-hmm. like just definitely uh, just because you proclaim the name of Jesus does not mean that he's going to be like a genie in the bottle that's going to just answer your questions and answer your you know, desires and because that, that may not be the plan he has for you, but I'm just, you know, just so glad to know that, you know, his plan has been revealed to you and let's say you're definitely following that. So let's, it's just definitely, you know, great to see, you know, your freedom out of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's truly, truly all his work. No, no. Um, I, I take no credit for it. <laughs> yes amen to that all glory to god so uh, i actually have one more question before we end this and it is about something that is very important it definitely can cause somebody injury it can cause somebody um death and it is about uh drinking and driving so uh let's just say that there's a teenager or there's a young adult there's a there's an old adult on here that um that is leaving their prom, you know, like a young person leaving their prom. There's a somebody leaving from their bar, a bar that they go to every time, or somebody that's leaving from a party and they're like super intoxicated. And Alison, you know, most people would think that they can make it home, you know, driving, and it usually ends up being bad so um i was wondering this is like very very basic answers you would think people would know this but you know i just think you might as well clear it up anyways um like what are what is like advice that like you would give to that person that thinks you know oh i'm going to i'm going to make it home like i'm just gonna just drop home just make it easier on everybody what do you what would you say to that person that's thinking about drinking and driving don't don't there's far more stories of accidents than there are um not accidents like my story on my bike that's a miracle like that doesn't happen (laughs) my story on my bike when i was drunk that's a miracle that i never i didn't get hit that's a miracle but that is like not let's say that was my mind was a 10th story nine other stories that that kid, me, on his bike drunk, would have thrown, would have thrown, swerved, swerved, swerved into traffic and got hit. 100%. Um, there's no, um, or worse yet, a person was driving the car and they would hit somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, there's this one super tragic story, this one lady, she was driving home drunk and she hit a man he was walking, he was walking and she just hit him and he was on his, her car until she got home. <laughs> really? Like, he got, like, I guess his face got smashed in her windshield and she was like, I don't know what to do. So she drove home and instead of going to like the hospital or whatever, um, she just literally drove to her house, walked inside and went to bed with him still lodged in her windshield. Whoa. Yeah, I hope I got this. I hope I got the um, got most of it. Why? That's basically from my back of my, like a I forgot the um the case name, but um that's a more common story. <laughs> People either they they cause accidents because they hit somebody, or they don't pay attention, so they hit somebody and the huge crash. So it's not worth it. Always have an OD. Uh, um, no OD. Have a DD. Sorry, mm-hmm. my bad. <laughs> You're good. Designated driver um, with you at all times. Um, if you feel like you can't, if you can't stand up, call Uber, call Lyft, car cab, whatever. Um, bars are now being more smaller. Um, and I know this from personal experience. 
I would sometimes go to a happy hour and I would get like six um, drinks. And I don't drink like beer or wine. I drink cocktails. So it has to be like 20 proof. So I was drinking like lots of hard, uh, lots of hard liquor. And by the sixth drink, they were just like, um, no, we're not giving you any more. So even bars now are getting more smarter about giving out drinks. Yeah, that's actually a really good like thing that you pointed out because I've noticed that too. I like even like our local like <laughs> Applebee's. I've seen that in the past before, where um, where somebody may be having a little too much to drink, and then they're like, um, like you know, this is no, nope, this is like your limit. Like you're good. Like you don't need any more. And I know I've seen like police get involved because I guess those persons being very hesitant. And like, uh, or not hesitant, like resistant and um, like very aggressive and stuff like that. So I definitely have seen that before in like restaurants and I've even seen it in movies, um, not because I'm from Alabama, but watching Sweet Home Alabama, seeing um, Reese Witherspoon, uh, her character, like get drunk on there. And I remember one scene on there, uh, like the lady there, she's like, you know, I think you've had enough. And uh, plus, I just was thinking about that because I like I've seen it, you know, in reality, I've seen it on TV and on the movies. So it's definitely good to, uh, you know, for bartenders, you know, to make sure they're keeping account on how much somebody is drinking if they're, you know, if they're going to choose to drink. And, um, you know, I said just simply just do not drive. If you're drunk, if you've had one too many drinks, just please do not drive because it is going to uh, more than likely, you know, I so you will become a victim of a bad car accident, whether you get killed, you accidentally kill somebody else. You could get injured. You could mm-hmm. injure that person. Um, lastly, you can, uh, lastly, yeah, you can just get into like these big, um, big issues that you will have regrets with for the rest of your life so definitely like to have a designated driver if you are going to drink if um you know if you choose to do that um have a designated driver or have you know like alex said have an uber or lyft or somebody like that pick, pick you up or or even a family member or a friend you know like they they know where you're at they are just going to drop you off there and you know, have, you know, call them whenever um you're ready to leave. So let's so just definitely have that in hand. Like, just do not drive because, like, I don't care if you get your car if your car gets towed the next day. If you leave your car there, it's better that you had to just go pick up your car somewhere the next day than um than just losing your life or doing damage to your car or doing damage to somebody else's car. So. Or just wasn't like, getting put in jail. Like there's just so many consequences that can come out of it. And this, and here's the thing: you can, as you said, you can pick up your car. You can, you know, replace. You can fix your car. You can do all these things. You are not replaceable. Or the victim, or them, whoever gets hurt, they're not replaceable. Yeah, and, and, and medical bills are very expensive. <laughs> So maybe to don't like medical bills are so pricey. So um, and keep drinking. And I do want to say um, drinking isn't wrong. It just don't end up like me <laughs> or don't um, don't get too drunk or whatever drinking. Yeah, I don't want to say drinking's wrong. It's just um, just be responsible, obviously. Um, and know your limit. And even if you do know your limit and you still decide to drive, don't. Or at the very least, wait 10 minutes, drink some water, kind of sober up a bit before you ever leave. That's I think that's one of the best advice would be if, if you know, like, okay, my limit is six drinks, so I'm going to have five. I would still say wait 20 minutes, drink some water until that tipsiness dies down, and then you can drive. Yeah, that's actually some very, that's a very good advice to give because, yeah, there may be times where you may be drinking in moderation or you may be drinking, you know, as a right at your limit. So that's just definitely don't just drink and then like a couple minutes later, all right, I'm out and I'm going to be driving home. So that is definitely a very good advice to give because, uh, 
too many people may do that. So, you know, you just definitely want to be careful out there. And, you know, like I said, it, it definitely will cost you, whether it's your life, it can, you know, like he said, it can cost you uh, with medical bills, um, it could cost you with your car. So, you know, as I just definitely uh, drinking and driving, just there's, there's nothing good that comes out of it at all. So, you know, I think uh, that is where I'm going to end this. So just definitely do not drink and drive. If you are going to drink, please be responsible and, uh, and do not, you know, just do not be behind the wheel if you have one too many. Let's just don't do it. And in uh, any way, I think uh, that is going to be it. Um, I want to thank Alex again for being here. I definitely appreciate him being here. And he will be here for a couple of more topics. You know, he will be back, of course, for the part two of um, the music episode, which I look forward to doing. And he will also be later on down the road um, whenever we talk about mental health. I know he did get a little bit into it, but he's going to share even more about his mental health story later on down the road. So I look forward um, for everyone to hear, you know, his story and all that. So if you enjoyed this video, um, please like my video, whether you are watching this from YouTube and my channel, Not Your Average Joel, or if you are watching this on Facebook, um, be sure to give it a like. Um, I also have an Instagram account on uh, Not Your Average Joel podcast. So if you want to follow me there, if you want to see a few reels, like a like minute, like a minute long clip from my podcast, you know, you can do that as well. So um, there you go. So anyways, um, I definitely appreciate you for watching and I will hear from y'all next time. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody, that took the time to listen to this episode of Not Your Average Joel. Your support means so much to me, whether you were listening to this episode from Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify, as well as my YouTube channel. If you want to see some behind-the-scenes standout moments and funny moments from my episodes, please go to my Instagram page at Not Your Average Joel Podcast. I also have a TikTok account where I post clips from my episodes as well at Not Your Average Joel Podcast. If you are watching this episode from YouTube, please be sure to give me a thumbs up. And if you want to see more of my upcoming episodes, then please subscribe to my channel and turn on the bell notifications so that you will be notified whenever a new episode comes out. Once again, I appreciate all your support and I look forward to sharing more about these topics with you on the next episode of Not Your Average Jaw. Goodbye. <laughs>